0: This is episode number 13, Uncovering the Under the Rug Conversations. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. I am recording episode 13 on Friday the 13th. loving this podcast thing. I am loving the brain dump that it is for me. And I'm hopeful that it isn't just a platform for me to do that. I'm hoping that it's helpful to you in some regard. I have to guess that it is at least a little bit because y'all keep coming back. If anything, I hope I can be some background noise to your run or your cleaning or your dive into some really good ice cream. Speaking of ice cream, subscribe to my rest stops. What does that have to do with ice cream? Well, absolutely nothing, but I need to mention it here. So (laughs) tell others about it. Help me spread the word. The more that we can spread this message of embracing our human one step at a time, the more company we'll have. And who doesn't like to have company when you're hiking, right? So go to my website, BricksTherapy.com and subscribe to The Rest Stops. I'm going to make one more plug. Let's just get it out of the way so that at the end of the podcast, I don't have to figure out how to tie it in. And that's kind of direct, right? Direct is my jam today. Download my ebook. I think we're up to chapter three, maybe chapter four, depending on when this podcast is released. Go to BricksTherapy.com and click on the ebook tab and then you can download that ebook. Or as you go to BricksTherapy.com, a pop-up comes. and You can just put your information in there and then you'll be able to be directed to where to download that. It's free. It's about ministering and connection. It's free. I probably didn't mention this, but I should. It's free. I can guarantee you're going to get way more out of it than you pay for it. So give it a read. Give me some insight on what you read. Okay. Today has a little bit more of a serious feel to it than other podcasts have had, but this is where I was led to go. So here we go. Direct is going to be happening today. I think it is the only way to acknowledge an elephant in the room. I'm not saying that you acknowledge that elephant by tapping into your inner mindfulness and noting it yourself. That's not the kind of acknowledgement we're going to be doing today. No, we're going to be putting a neon sign on the elephant, maybe naming it, maybe seeing what we can do about it. A while ago, one of my rest stops put some light on hard conversations. It was a really general approach, and maybe we'll do a really general podcast about hard conversations. But today, I'm going to be very specific. Today, we're going to talk about why, when, and how to start to have these conversations about the really tough stuff, the hard stuff, the controversial stuff. No, I am not talking politics. That is a ball court I am steering clear of, particularly in our political climate. (laughs) And quite honestly, this is not the venue for that because in this venue, we talk more about stuff that comes with being human and how we do that imperfectly a lot of times and how that's okay. I have come to find more in my professional life, in church service, and even in my community as a whole, that there are some pretty important things that we are not talking about, at least not out in the open. Now, I think that some of these conversations are happening in some homes, not all, and I'm grateful for that. But because there are things that we shove under the rug or leave on the proverbial shelf, our families, our neighbors, our communities are quietly hurting and feeling alone and feeling judged. And we are sometimes interacting with each other in a way that is hurtful. And judgmental and critical and unkind, I'm a pretty curious person, and so I often find myself asking why to a lot of things, which recently I found out is not the right question to be asking after watching a TED talk. That's a whole nother podcast anyway, I ask why a lot, kind of like you know, the two year old that why, why, why? I'm sure that that's probably how my closest friends and family feel about me as well. So as I'm asking why, why are we having such a hard time with speaking through these things, talking about these things, coming to the table about these controversial topics or these harder things to talk about? I have to think that part of it might be because we think it better that those conversations happen in the home, that they happen with a mom and a dad or with a family. And while I agree with that, and that the conversations need to happen in the home as well. I think that we do our families a disservice by narrowing the conversations to only family units. Cause our family units come with like a value system a lot of times. And a lot of times we, we think pretty similarly. I think we do a disservice by staying only in spaces where we think similarly. Part of it also might be that we worry that it'll be too hard to have that conversation or too uncomfortable maybe for us, maybe for whomever we're having the conversations with, or that it'll be too awkward. I think part of it might be that we might not see a need because maybe it's not directly affecting us and maybe it's not in our world. I find that really hard to believe, but I'm willing to say that it's a possibility. What I worry about is that we're not having open dialogue because we would rather err on the side of being nice. We'd rather not try at all than try and make a mistake. I worry that we might talk about it a little bit, gloss over the difficult topics so that we can check a box and say, yep, we talked about it, but that we're not talking, we're not having conversations in plural. I worry that it may be in part because we have this sectarian idea that if we talk about it, then it will become an issue. So we don't want to bring it up because we don't want to put it in anybody's minds. We don't want to give anybody ideas, which honestly is not supported by any research that I have found. Talking about something doesn't put it in their brains or give them the ideas or lead someone to want to explore something. If anything, it's the opposite. So, as a person who has worked for DCFS, who has volunteered in schools, who has worked with children for over a decade, who works with youth in my church service, who has watched families be torn apart and has watched families be mended, who has seen what can happen in a marriage, what death can do, what loneliness can do, what mental illness can do, I am here to tell you if we are not talking about these things openly, candidly, with compassion, and with a desire for understanding, not agreement necessarily, but understanding, we are doing our families, our church communities, our neighborhood communities a huge disservice. We are dropping the ball. We are letting our families, our church communities, our neighborhood communities down by not having these conversations. We are setting our kids up for a really rough reality, a scary and unpredictable reality of secrecy, and hurt, and confusion, and unanswered questions. And the kids that we're getting these days, they don't do well with unanswered questions. They're asking a lot. They're very inquisitive. But if those questions are not answered, they will look for answers, and they will find them. And chances are, they're not going to be the answers that you would give. They're not going to be the kind of conversations that you would have. When is the best time to have these conversations about sex and substances and pornography and technology, both the pros and the cons and perfectionism and LGBTQIA plus issues, bullying and abuse and mental health issues and suicide? I've covered a lot. When is the best time to have those conversations? Now it's now. It's before your kids learn about it at school or off the internet. It's before your families have to wrap their heads around it because it's in your family. It's before it crosses the threshold of your home or crosses the threshold of your community, and you don't have a choice to talk about it or not. You have to. It's now. We talk about this stuff now. The average age that a child is exposed to pornography, 8 to 11, according to Google. According to what I've heard in my office, 6 to 9. That is your first grader. That means If we wait until fifth grade to talk with them about their bodies or about sex or about pornography, we could be three years too late. The median age for reported sexual abuse is nine, but a lot of times it doesn't get reported until it's happened over and over and over and over, if at all. One out of every five kids are solicited sexually on the internet. 80% of gay and lesbian youth report severe social isolation. 80%. The leading cause of death for kids between the ages of 12 to 17 in Utah is suicide. Utah, the state that I'm residing in, is fifth highest in the nation for suicide in general. We're in the top five, not a top five you want to be in. These statistics tell me, not just the Utah ones, but all of them, that we are not having hard conversations. That's what these statistics tell me. So how do we have them? Well, the first step is A willingness to do so. Even if you feel uncomfortable or scared or unsure, we get to be authentic with ourselves and with others that we don't necessarily know how to do it. We just know we need to. So let's be generous with each other as we try. We can be imperfect in it. We don't have to do it exactly right. There's not a way that is 100% perfect and 100% not. The biggest error is going to be to not have the conversation. There are plenty of online resources and how to have these conversations as families and as communities. There are professionals such as myself and many others that can help facilitate those discussions. Go to Father in prayer and ask him how your kids need to hear it and what needs to be brought up to your kids. He'll tell you. The Spirit will guide you in that. Let's commit. Let's commit to get rid of the rugs. Let's not even have the proverbial rug or shelf or anything that can have something put under it or on it or can have things be left undiscussed. Let's come together as families, as friends, as communities. Let's have these difficult conversations together. We don't have to have all the answers. That is okay. We can explore answers together. We can at least try. We just have to be able to talk about it without shame, without criticism, judgment, blame, or meanness. I've updated my resources page to include links regarding a lot of these topics. I'm not trying to scare anybody with numbers or statistics. I'm not trying to shame anybody because of their discomfort in talking about these things. And I am definitely not trying to portray that I have it all figured out in the slightest. I am saying that I'm willing 100% to come to the table. So join me. Join others. Join with love. Just love. That, as simple as it is, is the answer to a lot of things. If we are having these discussions and these conversations in love, we're going to do them the way they need to be done. Whew. That was an intense episode, right? <laughs> That's okay because sometimes being human is intense. The next podcast is going to be all about stories. We're going to talk about the science behind stories. We're going to talk about why our brain likes them so much. We're going to talk a little bit about the stories that we tell ourselves. So it's going to be a little bit lighter than today. Come back and tune into that episode as well. Download the book, Ministering Through Connection. It's on my website. Or don't, but do. Y'all are awesome. Enjoy the journey this next week. And keep braving the battle. Big news. I have written a book, an ebook. This is uncharted territory for me, but I'm leaning into what Father has told me to do. So here we go. <laughs> this book is called Ministering Through Connection. You can get a free copy chapter by chapter by going to my website, And by clicking on the little pop-up that happens at the bottom middle of the page, stick with it. I'm still ironing the kinks out of that. But when it pops up and you go to enter your name, if it shifts down a little bit, stay with that pop-up. Put your information in there so that you can get chapter by chapter ministering through Connection.